The golden rule says you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But an unfortunate truth is that idea doesn't account for the driving power of wanting to prove someone wrong or get even. Media moguls Vince McMahon and Ted Turner turned the 90s cable airwaves into an open war zone of professional wrestling with millions of fans. The global superpowers of the 20th century even threw down to be the first to send a man to the moon just as a flex. There are stories where people crash and burn in perceived mutual hatred, too. Like naturalist Charles Waterton humiliating himself trying to bring down American birding icon James Audubon. But that's the beauty of beef. It's funny, it's dark, it's humanity in a nutshell. And it's a triple gold signal award-winning show from Next Chapter Podcasts. I'm Bridget Todd. Join me as I serve up the juiciest rivalries you've never heard of. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Podcast legend Kristen Meinzer is back with us for the intro because last week we tra- attempted to fix King Charles and Camilla Parker Bowles, Chuck and Cammy as we call them now. And we had three circus pitches that we could not decide a winner for. We decided to launch our Fixing Famous People Instagram account and give you all the power to decide who was going to be the winner. Let's get into it. Okay, so in an unprecedented move, as you all know, if you listened last week, the polls were open, and the people weighed in on the new Fixing Famous People Instagram account, at Fixing Famous People, and we left it up to the people this time, and there was, it. when I tell you that it was neck and neck and neck, truly the winner won by one vote. (gasps) Oh! And the and the You're person kidding. in third place was only two votes away from the person in first place. Oh my gosh! Oh, wow! Wow! 
Incredible. What? It was true. That's because we all had such good ideas, right? Neck this is and neck and neck. Yes. I mean, I'll... especially with over 7.4 million votes, this is almost <laughs> impossible. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> Oh, good. That's my alarm because I'm a professional broadcaster. (laughs) I'm like literally on the subway tracks and setting my alarm for dinner. So, and the winner is La La Land. (laughs) Hold on. Was that not the right answer? Oh my God, that was good. Wow, what a simpler time. What a simpler world we lived in when that, was, when that happened. Wait, can we all oh my just, God. Can it's we all just fantastic. think about that for one whole second? Like, remember when that was drama that was happening in the world? That's not when we thought the Oscars couldn't get any more zany. Worse. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Little did we know. The best ever. If you ever want to, if you ever Google video of Faye Dunaway at the governor's ball and the after parties that evening, Every time someone tried to ask her about it, she dismissed it like it wasn't a big deal. She was like, oh, you have to ask Warren, and then turned around and walked away. We're like, no, lady, you're the one who said it. We're going to ask you. (laughs) Oh, my God. So the winner is Dominic Pupa. No. Yes. And And I will say that the people were commenting on like the Instagram afterwards saying, I would want to vote for this person. I would want to. And then most of them were for you, Dominic. So if, if we had opened the polls longer, it would have been, you would have been a landslide. Wow. You know why I'm, I, well, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to the listenership and I'm grateful for Kristen coming on and, and giving us one of our best episodes um, and being unprecedented the entire time and changing the whole format of our podcast. <laughs> but I'm a little disappointed because I was so sure I was going to win. I had quotes from Angela Bassett as Queen Raimonda in Black Panther <laughs> 2. I was going to read our audience if I lost. <laughs> Have I not given literally everything? <laughs> well, I got to do it anyway. Well, thank you to the listeners. Yes, um, and and Dom, can you just remind the listeners of what your PR fix-it proposal I, is? For those I who- can't because I cannot fucking remember. That I was seven days ago, this. and I smoke weed all the time. Chris, <laughs> can you refresh the audience and your co-host as to what my pitch was? Your pitch was for for Camilla Cami to go to the gays. Oh, gay bars, go yeah. to the gays. Yeah. I, I, how, how silly that should, that's my answer to everything. How did I forget it? Just go to the gays. Go to the gays. She better hurry up. Pride Month, we've only got just just about two. Yeah, weeks the window left. the window is rapidly closing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Domina, congratulations. Thank you. Kristen, thank thank you you for coming back and doing this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. It is such a pleasure. And I I just had the best time with you too. If you ever need someone again to come back and talk about some Royals and how to fix them, I'm your gal. You Uh, will be here again. I I mean, as before you even got on the podcast, we deemed you the uh, Fixing Famous People Royal Correspondent. So the next time we have like, you know, any kind of big shakeup with the Royals, you know that you'll be getting a call from us. Okay. I'll take it. I, I'm picking up that phone day or night, three in the morning. I'm on vacation. Yeah, I'll do it. As, I'll do it. And as as we said, like 
any other human being that you want to fix, just let us know and we'll get you on the podcast quicker <laughs> than quick. So um, the so lines many are people open. Are fucked. Yeah. 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 It's, bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bleak world that we live in. Um, all right. Again, Kristen, people can find you at K10 Minds or on Instagram. Thank you so much for being here for the reveal and helping us launch our official Instagram account. Um, where can people listen to your podcasts? Yes. Well, you can listen to The Daily Fail wherever you get your shows if you want more of my Royals coverage or if you want to hear me dissecting and laughing at the British tabloid rags. They are terrible. So again, that's The Daily Fail available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is a real shock. I mean, you won by one vote, so don't be too shocked. I what by one vote? You won by one vote. One. That's right. I don't care if it was a half a vote. I am victorious. Oh, Lord in heaven. I mean, the only other thing on my mind right now, and much like when you were like just thinking about balloons, I'm thinking about submarines. We're recording this on Tuesday, like the day before it comes out. Mm-hmm. So by the by the time this airs, it might already be null and void. But like just what are people doing? Why are people going down to look at the Titanic? Like I saw a piece of the hall in Las Vegas. Like you could just do that. I didn't even have to leave my house. I saw the movie on my television. I can see it whenever I want. And I can see pictures of the Titanic with people on it too. Even when it was in much better shape than it's in now. (laughs) And like you spent a quarter of a million dollars to die. Like, right. They're like, basically like these people are never getting, they're never getting out. Right. Like they're basically saying like, there's probably, they're probably already know. dead. So by the time many people listen to this, it's it's likely these people could be deceased. And it's not about these people, you know, personally, it's just about good Lord. That's a lot of money to spend on something when you know what you can do with that kind of money to have it and to have it go so terribly wrong so quickly. Like you think if you're spending millions of dollars on this, because there's like how many, five people I think, or there's like, there's not one, there's more, there's enough people in there. And like, so a million some dollars doesn't give you like the right GPS, like, right? I have no idea. Or a flare or something. I don't know. I don't know how any of these things work. You know why? Because I have zero interest in going 12,500 feet below (laughs) the ocean's surface to look at a boat that I've already seen dramatized in a perfectly fine Academy Award winning film. And we've also all seen it. I don't need to go in it. And like, what is there left? Like a bunch of like rusted metal. Like, it's not even like, it's like, oh, here's like this part that's going to be like so cool. It's just going to be like a bunch of like rust, rust and like barnacles, right? Listen, people, if you have a quarter of a million dollars to spend to go look at a rusting ship, May I ask you to Venmo me $10,000? I'm at Dominic Pupa. Like, no, you clearly eight, don't 1, 000, need money. 1000 No, fuck that. If they like, have that much money to go look at an old fucking boat, I'm upping my, I'm upping my demand now to $25,000. You were going to for, twenty five. <laughs> for every frivolous activity a rich person does, I want to be paid for it. It's insane. What is everyone's lost their minds? I I started the last week with it's insane that Robert De Niro is having a child. It's insane that these people are like, I want to go And like the Titanic is famous for being something that they said. There's no reason that this would ever sink. And it sinks. And oh, so the train's here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm in the Bronx today and I'm okay. right by a window and I can't leave from it. 
I mean, it sounds like an old. It sounds like a train in the Civil War. Era, I know. I'm like, it? are we getting? I, I reminded me of the first scene in Titanic when they're like all getting off the train <laughs> to go on it. I'm reenacting the movie. It was supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, it was like sensory. Like I was like transfixed. Except at the end of my version of Titanic, I physically push the old woman wearing the diamond <laughs> off of the boat. I don't even keep the diamond. I'm just so annoyed that it took this long to get here. I kill her. God bless Gloria Stewart. She really thought she was going to win the Oscar that year, didn't she? She really did. And then Kim Basinger swept in and just said, beat it, oldina. But also she's in like one scene of the movie. And still, like not for, she's a like, thousand years old and still wore aging makeup, which I she, never understood. She was in like she had like sex lines. Like I have more lines <laughs> in like uh, the background of a Real Housewives scene than she had in that. You know what I mean? Like then I movie. did more lines in the theater trying to stay awake for that goddamn <laughs> film. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, have you seen Titanic? The the off twice. Broadway, obviously twice. Stop. And it's. <laughs> Like, well, what do you mean? I want to talk. So is it, it's genius then. It's Dominic, when you don't go see it, because when you do, you will truly walk into traffic being like, why didn't I write this? <laughs> oh God. It's that, it's that, it's that up our alley. Like if we could get them on this podcast, it would be great. They're like skyrocketing into fame. So I don't think that they will, but like it would be, they would be perfect guests for us and so the whole thing in titanic is that celine dion is somehow the, the central character of the off-broadway it's musical, as if correct it's, it's as if she was like also on the boat because she's the narrator I, the I, it's just that is that alone is genius and i don't know how i haven't seen it yet it's absolutely genius it is a crime that you haven't seen it yet did you see it when it was under gristides or in this absolutely sure did both Good times in gristides because i'm a Good. real fan Good for you. It's hilarious. What do you think they're, you think they're going to send you the Titanic American Express? Like what? You, they're gone from Mercedes <laughs> now. I know. I'm just saying. I was on it when it was, you know, hot. No, it's now it's now, well, the, now, the, now Leah Michelle is playing Celine Dion. I mean, she would. Saying. She would in a heartbeat. Wait, you know, I saw Funny Girl without her, and the girl that did it was great. And I can't. Imagine oh, wait, you saw with Julie Benko? Yes, she was amazing. Oh, I heard she's so good. She was amazing. I la every time she spoke, I like laughed hysterically. Oh, that's really good. And like, I did I was, like, see it with Beanie, and I said, "How could Leah Michelle do this? Like, she couldn't. She's too serious, and it's stupid." Uh, Beanie was very funny. She didn't, you know, she's not, uh, she's not Mariah Carey, but she can carry a tune. And she was a she was a pretty decent physical comedian. She didn't. She took a lot more guff for that than she should have. I, I thought she did a decent job. Julie Benko doing the pregnant bride was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm serious. Oh my God. Beanie fell, uh, not Beanie, but Leah Michelle, I heard, knows that Julie Benko is like the crowd favorite. And so every night she tries to physically give birth during that scene while on stage. <laughs> You're so stupid. She. She's God. shat during the performance four times. Yeah, she has hemorrhoids. She has like 17 hemorrhoids. <laughs> I do want to see it with Leah before she leaves. In I know. September. I kind of want to. I kind of want to go back and see it with her before she leaves. Too, yeah, just I to mean, I'm sure she's fucking fantastic. I mean, she yeah. was born to play the role. You know, I know she rubbed a couple of people the wrong way, but 
Well, I mean, more than that. I mean, she should be on our list of people. I know. I don't. I just don't. I mean, I think she's probably just a bitch. I don't think she's the grand wizard of the KKK. No, I just think, yeah, but she's just every single human being that comes into contact with her is like, she's a horrible person. Well, and that you can't fix. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just like nasty all every day, like, there's no fixing that. Well, people have asked us to fix her, too. She's been on the list several times. She has, but we haven't put her on, like, the main list that we send out, which is, like, mm, maybe we should. Changed. Maybe we should. What do you guys think? Let us know on the Fixing Famous People Instagram account. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Speaking of people born to do one thing. Ooh. Let's get to our guest and our client today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, one of my dearest friends, Zero Ace Daniel, is here. He is a Tyra Banks super fan. Um, on our podcast, This Is Not Sustainable, I one time had him name every single winner of America's Next Top Model <laughs> in order, and he did not miss one person. <laughs> From memory, by the way. Oh, Wow. A psycho. Nice to meet you, Daniel. It's such a pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for having me. It's nice to know that this fandom is like coming in handy for something. (laughs) (laughs) He is like, and by the way, I don't know if you were clear earlier when you said our podcast, you and Daniel used to do a podcast together as well. Yes, we did. It's called, this is not sustainable. All the episodes are anywhere you can find podcasts right now. Yeah. Daniel, tell us a little bit about your brand for people that don't know. Um, If you don't know me, I run a clothing company called Zero Waste Daniel with my partner, Mario. And it is an upcycled brand of genderless clothing comfies. Think like sweatshirts, t-shirts, joggers that are all made from designer leftovers collected from the fashion industry around New York City. So it's all scraps that are upcycled into these one-of-a-kind pieces. And we just launched a brand new line of swimwear featuring one Mr. Hassan Khan in the photos. Looking steamy hot. One of the crown princes of fixing famous people <laughs> and Chris DeRosa's partner. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. I will tell you, Daniel's tote bags are like, I use mine every single day. Thank you. Like, if you do nothing else, go buy one of the tote bags because you will never <laughs> not use it because I use mine every single solitary mm-hmm. day. You know, period it's done. Like, 
embarrassing to schlock your own stuff but honestly i use my tote bag every day it's my favorite shape it is just like the perfect tote bag so no it's a I perfect it is it is the perfect tote bag i'm serious it. this is not an ad also hashtag. like yeah hashtag not an ad not an influencer chris is like the best consumer in the world <laughs> and is single-handedly <laughs> stimulating the economy and <laughs> he listens to Every podcast that's recorded, by the way, he, you are you are not even joking. He is he is supporting several economies, actually. Uh, economies inside economies, ecosystems inside <laughs> ecosystems. It's he's really like I don't think Chris is getting all the praise that he deserves every day, but he's like responsible for a bunch of my favorite television. He's like just an incredible friend. I I can't I can't with you. And now you're fixing famous people. Like, they don't even deserve you. They don't deserve him. <laughs> None of us do. <laughs> you are too kind. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about Miss Tyra Banks. Someone who I like. Tyra Lynn Banks. I oh, think we should really. And we should make it format that we know everyone's middle names and then do a quiz on the holiday show. We should. You're so right. I'm just right. throwing out these brilliant nuggets for you, Chris. I hope someone's writing these down. Now, now Daniel and I know her from America's Next Top Model, like as we watching it as children. Sure. But, you know, there was another show called The Tyra Banks Show. Which? A talk show. I, yeah, that Tyra I think Banks it was, was like on. a very dark time. <laughs> Wait, and missed. there's someone else. What was it? It was a dark time, or you watched it when you were going through a dark time? Oh, I um, <laughs> no, I think all of my times might be dark times. Um, just it was a dark <laughs> moment oh for her. She, mm. I, wow, that is what a fall from grace. I mean, one of the hardest talk shows to sit through. And I've I've sat through so many of them. <laughs> Did you ever go see it live? No, like when it was taken. I didn't. But you know, okay. So Mario um, has an amazing story of actually going with his best friend to a taping, and mm -hmm. he, you know, like a fun New York thing to do. They're New Yorkers, mm -hmm. little New York kids. Like, let's go to a Tyra Banks show taping today. Mm -hmm. And they never went because on the way in, the producers told them for today's episode, you have to wear a shirt that either says straight or gay on it. And then you have to sit in your section of the audience. Mm -hmm. And Mario, if you know him in classic Mario fashion, was like, I'm not doing that. And just dipped, you know. <laughs> so uh -huh. uh, never made it into the taping. Um, and Mario didn't either. But... That episode is like iconically bad. It's famous. Oh, it's absolutely. And so, you know, every time it circulates around TikTok or it's, you know, on whatever UPN is called now, um, mm -hmm. I always watch it again just for shits and giggles. If you had gone that day, if you had gone to 226 West 26th Street to see the Tyra show, what you would have been treated to in the 30 minutes before Tyra comes out would have been me warming up the audience for the Tyra Banks show. <laughs> is this one of my surprises? Because I this is one of your surprises. Just made up. I Base. have touched Tyra Banks. I'm gonna say Tyra Banks was a co-worker. Oh That's my it. God. My co-worker. <laughs> your co-worker Tyra. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. I was literally, literally, literally the court jester. I was Tyra Banks' court jester. I was, (laughs) I was the one basically shining the red carpet for her to, on a daily basis, go to what you have described as the greatest fall from grace in entertainment. Wow. I, I don't disagree. I'm not here to be I'm not here to praise or to or the show or anything like that. Oh, I God, will, I, no. no, you already got paid, right? So like it's you're good. Of course. <laughs> you're done. Oh my goodness. You're doing this. That now. was that was right, exactly. It got me this. I used to work, I was producing uh, is the, uh, on the what the fuck was it? The Style Network. I used to produce a show called "Whose Wedding Is It Anyway," Jesus which was Christ, run by. I can you imagine? <laughs> and talk. it was at True Entertainment, which was like yeah. all the way west on Twenty Sixth Street in the what we called the Martha Stewart Building, yes. where True Entertainment used to sure. be. And I would spend half the day there and then the other half of the day on the other end of 26th street, warming up the audiences for Tyra. And then I would zoom back. I was young. I mean, you know, I would do, I mean, literally anything for money back then. So that was, those were two of the six jobs I had that year. And it it was, it was great. And the Tyra audiences were just for a comic it was it was the the best audience I've ever had. For some reason, the people coming to see her really vocal, really energetic, and just like super fucking fun. Well, I mean, yeah, because she's like, out of her mind. Fun. Everyone <laughs> who goes to see something like that is like there to have a good time. No one's there mm-hmm. to like learn or like have like <laughs> an emotional breakthrough. Like they're no. like, we're gonna go see this shit show live. They want and they want shit yeah. when they go like what they they want it. They want to see I was I remain mystified though, I will say, is like when they called this project the Tyra Bank Show, which I believe was just eventually called Tyra. Tyra. Yeah. I've never in my life seen a person when they say it's the Tyra Bank Show, it did not matter what the topic was, it came back to Tyra. And my theory is that Lisa Rinna used to watch Tyra pointed and said, <laughs> I'm going to do that on Bravo. Yeah. And I, I believe that Lisa Rinna sits at Tyra's altar. I, and I didn't even prompt. I did not. E- I swear to you, Daniel, I did not even prompt Dominic with the fact that you love Lisa I was. Rinna. I was like, how do you know? I mean, well, but it makes so much sense, <laughs> right? That those two people seem inextricably linked and I would just be a super fan of both of theirs. Without question. Um, Yeah. Without question. You know, what I love about Tyra's ability to tie it all back to herself is that it's unabashed narcissism, right? It's not like, Mm -hmm. like really like a subtle, like a braggy, like I'm like, sitting there drooling, waiting for, but like, how does this tie back to when Naomi Campbell hurt your feelings that one time? Like, that's all (laughs) I want to know about. (laughs) Do you remember that episode though? Or the, I believe. Do you even know Gianni Versace? Do you even know him? (laughs) They cleared the audience, like as though they were in physical danger with these two women in the room together. Too much. 
uh, I remember it. I remember it well. I've watched it recently on YouTube. Like, it's an ah. important part of my cultural zeitgeist. Like, we reference that almost every day in my house. I'm like, she really is beautiful. She really, have you ever met her in person? I haven't met her in person, but you are now the third coworker of hers that I have had the pleasure of working with. Oh. And everybody. Are we allowed to talk about the other two? Sure. Um, but everybody says the exact same thing. Everyone says she is just so beautiful in person. Yeah. Like impossibly. And just truly like sort of like the the oh, female for, version oh, of Michelangelo's David. I mean, she is just like perfectly proportioned. She I mean, I'm only five four, so to me it was it was like being with Michelangelo's David, like something that tall. Like she just seemed just just so queen-like, really, just like regal and I want to say big, but in like a positive way, like just like a, a giant walks in the room when she walks in the room. Yeah, she you is know, the like... uh, embodiment of a glamazon. She really yes. is what yeah. the 90s supermodel was. And it mm-hmm. is a stature and a body type and a presence. And, and it, she is one of them. She is in the pantheon yeah. of top model goddesses for sure. Mm-hmm. When I, you know, when I used to do the warm up at the Ricky Lake show, even years before that, I'm, I'm old, oh, we have to old go but storied for cocktails. Yes, and talk sometimes. Um, and we're gonna get Ricky on this podcast as well. We Ricky, fucking better if you're listening. You better, you better fucking come on this podcast. So we, when I did the warm up there, I would. I was also a producer at the show at that time. So I would interact with her. Like when I introduced her, it was a, you know, a hug sometimes with tug kidding. It was a hug or I would whisper like a hairspray quote in her ear, which I really did. Like we just, and we're still friends and we referenced this a lot about that whole interaction. It was just a great way to start that show. But with Tyra, it was very much like I said, Tyra Banks and then sort of walked away and waved as she came out of the runway. Like Tyra Banks wasn't coming onto the set from a side door like Ricky did as one of us and waving. There was a clitoral runway on Tyra, which I had fun playing on before doing the warm-up before yeah, she walked the, out. Yeah. But once she was in residence, absolutely not. I had to be on the other side of the stage. No, and so was- I really... In the whole season I worked there, I only interacted with, I only touched her one time. We were backstage during a commercial break and we were going in the opposite direction. And she was like, hi, could not have been friendlier. She knew who I was probably because she'd see me on the monitor in her dressing room. Um, and she bent over and gave me a hug. She was very gracious and very, very bent over. This is a tall woman. <laughs> I am a short faggot. And she was in like six inch heels. So she right. like almost almost couldn't unbend from hugging me. Sure. It took a few minutes. She hugged, but I had my hands around her back and vividly remember having my hands on her wig, which it had been in the New York Post just days before that the cost of her wig was like fifty or sixty thousand dollars. The current wig she was wearing, this center parted, long straight to the waist, yes. and I remember almost shaking a little bit when I was touching it because I thought I could ruin yank this 50, off of yeah, your right, head right. and eat for the rest of the year <laughs> and the right. next one probably. Right. What were there any hijinks? Like, what, did she ever like flip out about something and you saw the producers like scrambling to like fix fix something? I really didn't. She was always very much a professional. One time there was an electrical outage and I had to do the warm up for three and a half 
hours. This is a true story because they were trying to get the power back on. Something blew in the control room. She came out. Someone was like, move, move. Tyra's coming out. Tyra's coming out. I'm like, thank God. Like this was after hour two. And I was, you know, I mean, I think I'm funny, but I was running out of shit after hour two. (laughs) She comes out in her robe and she's like, hey, y'all, I don't know what's going on, but just give us a few minutes. And then walks out. And I was like, bitch, you couldn't stay out here for five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) They, they don't care about me anymore. They no. want to see you. But she was just, I, when she, I should have known when she came out in her robe. I'm like, oh, we're not starting. She's right. not even. <laughs> no, she's not but even you never know with dressed. the Tyra show, right? Like she would no, come, out in, robe, come out in a robe. She'd come out in a white man's fat suit. Like she would do anything. I was there for the bathing suit, kiss my fat No. Ass. No. Yep. Iconic. Yep. Iconic, iconic. I was oh in the God. room. I looked at the audience and I was just like, what? She's, <laughs> she's not fat. What are we doing here? What, what is this? It was so surreal. It was so surreal. It was like Callista Flockhart smacking herself and saying, kiss my fat ass. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Wait, I can't believe you were there for that. I yeah, mean, I was. that was going to be my first thing of like things that made people upset with her. <laughs> of like, why are we here? Well, but it was, it was, you were going to ask was, Daniel something before I stopped you. You have no idea what it is. Oh, I wanted to ask because I was, I don't want to offend anyone. I was only a casual America's uh, Next Top Model viewer because I'm a little older than you guys. But I love any generation that grew up with that is I'm obsessed that that's your point of reference for so many things. Yes. Recently, all these clips started being recycled from the original show. And she she was just being being viewed as like a serial murderer, basically, (laughs) where people are just like, how was this show on television? How was this woman allowed to say (laughs) these? Like, it was pretty brutal. What are your thoughts um, yeah, I totally saw all of that play out live on TV and <laughs> couldn't wait every week for <laughs> the latest installation. Um, in in the spirit of many things that have not aged well, I think it was groundbreaking at the time. You know, it definitely tore down an enormous barrier. I come from a place of love and compassion. And in all seriousness, Top Model was my first and original touch point with queer people on television. And Mm. so it was a very exciting thing for me to watch this program. Um, And I also always wanted to be a fashion designer. So I learned so much about the format and the structure of the industry from the show. And I grew up to work with designers who were on that show, to go to places that I saw on that show and like live my fucking top model fantasy. Like Mm -hmm. I have a certain level of respect for what it gave me as like a kid out in the boonies in Pennsylvania, like doing nothing, having an access point with all of this stuff I wanted to know about. Oh, I have chills. That's just, I love stuff like that. I love, I just, I love hearing stories of how visible, what everyone's first uh, access was to visibility and how it changed them like this, specifically pop culture, television shows, movies, et cetera. That is just 
st- like stunning. Like I, I truly have chills. That's pretty amazing. And I'm, well, I'm, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who feels that way about it. I'm sure. No, no. What? I just never thought of those. I, because I'm a little older and was already way out when the show premiered, I, I have a different POV about it. You know, my, my shows are all like, you know, well, they're like linographs from the, the yeah. Civil War, those shows. <laughs> they were cave drawings. One. No, but it's just funny to hear that show be the reason. And of course it would be. I mean, it's what Drag Race is now to a clitoral generation yes. of queer people. Well, and like we were also children whenever it aired. So like all the parts that were like monstrous and like horrible, we were like, ha, huh? like we didn't know any better. Like we yeah. had no idea. We were like, this is the industry. Like, Ooh, like we had no right. idea. Yeah. Like, which, like I would like- watch, which like if I watched something like that now as an adult, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> it must have seemed like cartoon villainy to you. Yes. Yeah. 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 A little bit cartoon yeah. villain and you know, and like diva. Definitely the the diva portrayal. Right. And I will say she always had a foil, right? Like she was psychotic, but she was never the worst. <laughs> like Janice was the villain, you yes. know, or someone was always the villain. It was never produced as Tyra. And, right. you know, back to the whole like queer people on television thing, like I just, I feel like we would be remiss just not to talk about how the show put Miss J on television in the early mm-hmm. 2000s. You know, we mm-hmm. are tearing it down for all the horrible things that it did. Like that is a non-binary person with a of color with a voice of authority on television. This was yeah. groundbreaking and very mm-hmm. important in queer culture. And for all of the horrible things that it did, it really uplifted some incredible people. By just giving them visibility. Exactly. I mean, really, that's that is you're right. No matter what the result was, there's still value in the visibility, even if some of it was had negative results. Yeah, negative, not even questionable, just negative results. I think results. when we look at the negative results, like they're also mostly interpersonal, right? Like she really mm-hmm. tore people down and victimized them. And you can't skirt away from that. But the show, neither of the shows, any of the shows, I think that like it kind of leads you to the conclusion that she is the problem, right? Because <laughs> the format's doing great with RuPaul hosting it. Uh, yeah. But, you know, and to that point, like, it really does feel like when you watch early seasons of Drag Race that they are like RuPaul's next top drag queen, right? So, oh yeah, fe- which I think is deliberate. That's always been the subversive genius of that show to me. Is like you are, you have, you're clearly spoofing an entire show, specifically that one, while also somehow being the most infuriating version. Of that genre, right. you know what I mean? Where people will pull their hair out watching. And making the same mistakes, right? Like personally uh-huh. victimizing people uh-huh. and excluding like genres of people. And it's like, did you uh-huh. learn nothing from watching 20 yeah. seasons or 22 seasons of Top Model? Well, and I think the other thing that was funny about like mo- Top Model was like, every single one of us that's my age, including Daniel, if we say... I only have one photograph in my hand. Like we immediately know what that is. You know what I mean? Like, like she, like if this, if that show aired now, it would be a meme factory. Oh my god! Do you gosh. know what I mean? Like, it already is. It is already. Yeah. I feel like, like it is already. From yeah. a million years ago. But like, like when she 
would just do that. Like, remember whenever they had to do like an acting challenge? So she like came in to talk to them and like whenever they would, she would like come in to see them. They were always like fawn all over her. And then she was like, oh, sorry, guys. Oh, oh. Oh yes, oh. I know. And then she Before like, the and then she fainted yes. on the ground, and then she was like, "I was." And they're like crying. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> um, I also so like. Stupid. I just think about how like that meme of her going like this when she's like, like yelling at, at the Tiffany, girl, yeah. and then Rebecca yeah. just like everybody forgets that Rebecca's response to that was that she passed out <laughs> like she yes. just yeah. fully had like uh some sort of basal vagal thing happen in her body and her eyes roll back and she conks out like that is one of the best episodes of reality tv of all time i religiously watched dancing with the stars like once carol baskin was on it from um tiger <laughs> king because i was like i'm not not gonna watch this like and like she Ty, every time Tyra showed up on the screen, every single person I was watching the show with would go, Oh my God. Well, yeah, because at every outfit that she wore at every hairstyle at all of her makeup, Pukukachu. like she looked so crazy yeah. in that show. And I think that is really what kicked off the, like, let's go back and look at her old work. And like, let's look at like all the horrible things she did on America's next top model. And then like, just everyone was just like, is Tyra okay? Like I would get texts being like, is Tyra Banks okay? Question mark. And, I think and then pictures of their TV screen. Where she went fatally wrong and shot her own career in the face is she's on the wrong side of the table. She shouldn't be hosting the show. She should be a judge. Yeah. I've, I've spoken to several people who have worked with her across now the Tyra show, top model, other projects like, a lot of firsthand accounts and they are all like you join in the middle of whatever's going on at a hundred miles an hour. Like that is <laughs> where you meet her. She is already 45 yeah. steps ahead of you talking about fucking, I got my whatever degree at Harvard and we're going to go to model land and I already built this shoe mm-hmm. and like, it's all going to be made out of ice cream. And it's like fucking everything is crazy. I will say in the the conversations that I would overhear standing in my little, you know, the maid's quarters or whatever, wherever the warm-up person would sit <laughs> adjacent to the producer bit. I um, you know, when I would hear conversations with the EPs and the producers, she is uh like truly whip smart and is like someone who actually reminds me of Rue in the way they're sort of like whip smart about show business and will delay you or dismiss you really respectfully with a smile on their face, but would always make it very clear to the person she's talking to when she didn't have time for whatever they were talking about, uh, but wasn't ever rude about it. But yeah, she was just what, like a true uh, been around the block, been around the catwalk, catwalked around the block, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. She just knew her shit. Yes. Um, and I've heard and you you knew she knew her shit within five seconds of talking to her. And you could tell that the staff there was pretty well trained about like, I'm not bothering this woman unless I know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about, because I'm going to get her attention for 15 seconds. And then that's probably going to be it for the week. So got to make it count. Yeah, I, I would say like courteous, polite, professional, mm-hmm. like all those yep. words come to mind. I can't say that anyone says that they like her or that they know her well. You know, it seems like who she is interpersonally is very separate from the Tyra we all know or that but anybody works with. But that's fine. 
I'm yeah, I think it's totally fine. I actually like, give her a lot of credit for that. Does everyone need to be her best? Does everyone need to be her best friend? I don't think no. so. And I, you know, I, from similar firsthand accounts of other celebrities of every ilk, you know, housewives to Beyonce, the the ones who are always thought of as easiest to work with are never the ones who are thought of as the nicest. Right. Correct. So she's a consummate professional. There's a reason people keep hiring her over and over. She's got her shit together. It's just uh, like what she's going to say when you... Her sanity is what's in the problem. Right. The camera is like right. complete. When the red light's off, she's an absolute dream. Exactly. When it's on and you're the producer, you're like, will I have a job at dinner? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I think that's a very interesting combination. And you know who I think is probably really similar? Rinna. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. What do we think? She's very, I want to say that I think that like she went from being someone that was an expert in something to now being someone who's just like known to be like an insane person. And like, Mm -hmm. even on Top Model when she was being insane, we were like, but she's the reason that this show exists is because she's such a successful model. And so like, it's like she kind of lost her expertise, I want to say, and just became like the crazy part of herself, Well, which is like where now we're in this predicament because she she's fired from i don't want to say fired but she left dancing with she left dancing with the stars as the host after three seasons after three seasons thank you um each outfit crazier than the last like a miss and like a swing and a miss and a swing and a miss and a swing and a miss and a swing and no it was like watching natalie portman in star wars it was just like every time she walked out you're like what the fuck planet what is this that what we're doing with our makeup you're ruining an institution with your ugly dresses what are you doing all right dominic are you ready to pitch i am what tyra banks is going to do is reclaim her throne as the queen of modeling and the queen of being a teacher of modeling. She is going to have a masterclass on the app masterclass of modeling to like up her, like, you know, her cred credentials and like really just remind everyone like what they're missing on America's next top model, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be in like a very sophisticated, like masterclass way. And then during that masterclass, she's going to start plugging that she is going to be doing a show only on social media that is essentially America's Next Top Model, but she's taking like influencers that think they're models that take photos of themselves on Instagram and TikTok all the time. And they're the contestants. And she's basically recreating America's Next Top Model on TikTok slash Instagram slash whatever the fuck, Snapchat, like whatever. But it's all people doing stuff for Instagram. And so she's going to like, we're getting her out of the host role. We're getting her into the expert role. We're getting her into the mentor role. We're getting her back into her roots and where she can like be insane when she screams at people and say like, you don't have like, like I know what followers are. Like you don't know what followers are. Mm -hmm. Like you wish that, you know, when she's crazy, she can be crazy again, but then also like use her talents for good. And by good, I mean degrading other women until they cry and then reward one of them with a modeling contract. Hey, they started degrading men by the end, too. Oh, copy that. Degrading people. Excuse me. I misspoke. Equality for all. Um, Happy Pride Month. (laughs) So there were also like a lot of like trans and non-binary and androgynous mm-hmm. people in the correct show. okay so people so just people yeah um <clears throat> but she, yes she was incredibly how, degrading yes. to all of them i said that very quickly but that's my pitch <laughs> that's 
in my mind, it's like it doesn't really need to be episodes, right? Like, because like as someone who like posts for work, right? Wouldn't she just like have ten influencers like all submit a brief for like some photo, and then she can just like to like market some you know influencer contract mm-hmm. and then like, whatever yeah whatever she just like picks her favorite of the 10 yeah. and like mm-hmm. that's the whole thing like it's not it's not like it's her as oh, like so one of those talking heads on a tiktok being like this is this person's photo and i like it for this reason this reason and this reason right this is this per- right. and then this is the winning photo like i don't okay, think there's like production value involved that's but that's too accessible for me like that to me like that is a good idea but i want to watch her degrade the person to their face like usual oh i see i see <laughs> like, I wanna, okay like, that's no, what we want to see that's really helpful information for me as i decide which pitch i'm gonna go with yes if I there are no see. standards and practices here like if this is internet only she should start beating the shit out of the contestants <laughs> right, like physically right. assault people on the internet yeah. just sign a contract that like she's allowed to um, All right. but no it should okay. be it should be like it is the it is america's next up model but it's like just like for instagram right webisodes for instagram. and then mm-hmm. she rec- she like basically becomes like everyone's like all these people that want to be instagram influencer models like they're then now flocking to tyra to like learn how to pose sure interesting you know what I mean? Which is yes. like, was always her like claim to fame. Will she use the same glossary of terms? Uh, she absolutely will. Yeah. She's coined and then, them all. And then some. They're all bankable. My pitch is almost a complete rebuke of Chris's pitch. Oh, I don't great. want there. I don't know reclaiming, no rehashing, no re. No, no, no. This is the thing. She helped invent a genre of television. She's always going to be the queen of it. Let's not even go back. What else has she tried? A talk show. Was she good at it? She she won Emmys for it, so I don't know. I, she they 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 did win best show. I'm not sure if she won best host. They did win that the show did win Emmys. No more talk shows. Uh, talent shows. Okay, she's done it. She can't. She can't. This is what she can't do. She can't host. She can't be the focal point. It's too much controversy. She's already done it. Get rid of it. We're gonna have to partner up. This is what she's going to do. She's going to follow the late career path of the great Dame Joan Collins. She of dynasty fame. Now, Joan was, don't admit she's an author. She's uh, been a singer. She's, she did it all, but she knows and she knew later in life that she was only ever going to be known as Alexis from Dynasty in large part because of her chemistry or lack thereof with co-star Linda Evans. And when they were both, I mean, they're both very old ladies, but when they were just regular old ladies, they went out on the road in a play called Legends, where they were basically playing a combination of the characters they played on Dynasty plus real life. They hated each other every minute that they toured with this show, which I believe eventually the tour got cut short because they eventually would not even appear on stage together. But it ran for a couple of years. Yes. This is what I want. Yes. I want Tyra Banks and Naomi Campbell. How dare you? I want there to be an annual summer twirl i want them to have the theater in central park i i want it to be an i want it to be a a stock location where every year you're going to see tyra and naomi in these two-person productions i'm talking about 
a gender and race switch in the new Brokeback Mountain play that's playing on the West End. I want it to be about two lesbians and I want it to be Tyra and Naomi. I'm talking about On Golden Pond with an old lesbian couple, Tyra and Naomi. I'm talking about the odd couple with Tyra and Naomi flip-flopping roles every night between (laughs) Felix and Oscar. And th- this in, being the next rep- thing that <laughs> like, Tyra dominates. Called? Like in repertory or whatever. Yes. In, in the, <laughs> a- anywhere. What if, what if the location every year is just a surprise and they just show up doing intimate performances? <laughs> and you coffee need to find houses. out where they are. Not a coffee houses. <laughs> a two person Macbeth. It's just Macbeth and Lady Macbeth, Tyra and Naomi for four fucking hours at a Starbucks in Encino. You just, you only find out an hour before. And oh this God. is the stunt. They get to do what the two of them love doing, stunt queening, and just trying to conquer a new, you know, they both do have some acting experience. Tyra's notice is actually, what was the, she was in higher learning and she was pretty good. At it. it was a small role, but she was pretty good in it. Um, Naomi, of course, was coyote ugly. And yeah. uh, oh, life size movie of all time, Coyote Ugly, and that's, never forget. That's life like forgetting life Meryl was in Sophie's Choice. Like really. hello, I, I should be shamed. You I'm should. Where's Tyra's Oscar? Fuck the Emmys. Um. <laughs> no, and like also, Dominic, do you even remember the movie Life Size, where she was With a Barbie Lindsay doll Lohan, that got turned right? into a person? And yes, didn't know how to read. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. It's like a really bring it back. Movie. Bring um, her back. This is the new area she needs to conquer. So Naomi also has experience. Uh, yeah, that's my pitch. Um, and I have to choose one now. Now it is your time. You have to choose. What do you think? Which one do you think is better? Can I? Daniel, like, you Mary hold will... one pitch in your hand right now, Daniel. You only hold one pitch in your hand. <laughs> the name of the pitch I do not call will have to immediately return to the house pack your belongings and go home so whose pitch do i choose do i pitch the do i choose the fiery pitch that has all of the passion charisma (laughs) talent that it takes or do i choose the pitch that is just raw and off the cuff and in the room um ultimately I kind of like Mario always says that I like he'll ask me apple or orange and I'll go banana. So I kind of want to say banana and like, but you have to craft the banana. I want to match up your two pitches. Like I like the idea of the masterclass. I think that is fucking genius, but I'm also like electrified by the idea of Tyra and Naomi (laughs) on (laughs) the same stage. Like, I cannot, like, I'm going to think about that when I'm alone tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sort of like, they're like, let's like really focus on what they do and what we're talking about. Like, shouldn't Tyra and Naomi host and judge like the new Miss Universe together? Ooh. Wow. Like, isn't there something there? Because, like, you're not wrong. She is the tastemaker of tastemakers in the modeling industry. Mm-hmm. But you're also not wrong. She is, 
mostly famous for this feud and like has to parlay that into her sunset years. I'm going to wait. I'm going to like challenge that. I don't think she's most famous for the feud with Naomi Campbell. Is that crazy to me? I don't think I disagree with that. It's not that she's most famous for it. Like she's most famous for top model and for being a model and Victoria's Secret and all of that stuff. But I feel like it is her. I really do believe it is the thing that motivates her. I think it's the thing that gets her out of bed in the morning. I think (laughs) it's the thing that puts money in her bank account. I think it's the thing that made her right model land. I think that it is her driving force is her feud with Naomi Campbell. And when you look at famous feuds, I love the Joan Collins reference. I'm thinking Betty Davis, like Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, the, and Joan Crawford, like it is really when the, the stars that you love put everything in front of you that we are just glued to the screen. And I, I, Mm -hmm. I think regardless of which pitch, I think, you know, she does need to partner up. So I guess I do think she should do masterclass. I think that's a very classy idea for her where someone else is producing. <laughs> and <laughs> I also, yeah, I think that she should team up with Naomi and they should be doing something, especially as they push 60. I think that that is a really good idea for them. Like, even if it's like a The View kind of thing, like I, mm. I need, I Want them to please? That would never work. I yeah, but I want it, and I'm gonna watch it. Okay, it's is that a is that a tie? Do I have to pick one? It's a tie. No, it's a tie. I don't. Chris gets more annoyed with a tie than I don't like ties because I don't like because then everyone can be a tie because no one wants to hurt anyone's feelings. And I I don't mind hurting your. I don't think he gives a shit. If I had to pick one, it would probably be Dominic because I'm not gonna keep. I think you should go with that. (laughs) You want a tie now? I no like the tie's over. It's not a tie anymore. Good, <laughs> because Chris was rude to the guest, and now the guest is being nice. To no, the I don't. Because I don't you want are... to. I want someone to win, and I think Dominic's. You like you love Naomi and Tyra together, and you love that, and I think that should win. Because I, I think love that's that. What was, I think it that was win. a really I think good it has legs. Pitch. I think from sixty to seventy-five, they are on tour. I don't care if it's in Vegas. I don't care mm-hmm. if it's in Central Park. Like I'm buying a ticket, and it's hilarious, and I'm going with all my friends, and Chris and Hassan and Mario and I are all going. And like now, you're coming too. Like, look at that. We just sold five tickets. Like this is <laughs> a really viable <laughs> plan, you know, and. I'm only going to have more disposable income as I get older and they're just going to yes. keep getting older. So like, this is a really good idea for <laughs> the faggots. We want it. Okay. So my biggest challenge to this is like, will Naomi Campbell do this? <laughs> no, Naomi Campbell's not going to do this and she doesn't need to, but you never know. Right. Like you, like Naomi Campbell is like impeccable, right? Like her taste right. is her thing. She is one bad decision away from needing to do this, right? She pisses yeah, off the true. wrong okay. person. Yeah, like another another cell phone to a head. Like she's she rolls yeah, an ankle. Like she yeah. starts <laughs> taking a medication <sighs> where she blows up. Like she's it's over. You know, she yeah is so good because she's perfect. And if she's not perfect anymore, she's on tour with Tyra. Like it's like tomorrow, you know? Got it. So um, she's hanging by a thread. And as soon as she drops, you know, they're on tour. I'm there. 
I'm, it. I'm it's very there. like I'm Roxy and Velma. It's very I'm, like it's Roxy and Velma from Chicago. Like at the end when they're like, "We hate each other," and there's only one. What do they say? Like the, yes, there's only one business in the world that last. That like that's not a problem at all. And then it's like them on stage together doing no, the hot honey well, rag. No, like that's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's. I and, just want it them popping up in the strangest places. They're just like the relief players for the strangest shit tonight in Funny Girl in the roles of Fanny and Nick. Tyra Banks Thanks. and Naomi Campbell. <laughs> Campbell. Like, what? Who wouldn't buy a ticket to that? I want to like, see just them do the- Frost Nixon. I want to see, yeah. like, I want to see it all. <laughs> that was it. No more jokes on this podcast. That was it. Goodbye. We're Friends. leaving. <laughs> Where Shelly? It will not. That is the funniest joke of the hour right there. It will not get. That was it. I'm dead. That okay, Dominic genius. wins. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations i did win i did win i'm going to accept it You're i just hate i hate tie because it's a tie is like too, well good you hated you yourself out of a half win yeah you hated yourself out of it okay well this was the week where there was a cash prize too so wait oh yeah Chris. i owe you five hundred dollars i owe you a hundred thousand dollar contract uh, with CoverGirl. yes yeah. <laughs> and a renowned and a photo shoot with renowned photographer jill ben simone Yes, and the title of America's Next Top Model. We didn't even get into the whole like elevated seasons. Well, we also didn't even get into the fact that Mr. J. Manuel wrote a memoir where he literally trashed her from tip to taint, like, and said she was Mm. like the worst person alive. So, yeah. Well, that's what it's like to be Beta J. Did you call him Beta J? She calls him Beta J for like a whole season. Well, there you go. Well, no wonder he wrote a fucking book about meaning. Wait, as as opposed to like Alpha J. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's cold. Yeah, no wonder. Um, Dominic, congratulations. Yeah, that Daniel, was an thank you for being yeah. here. Thank you, oh, Daniel. It's, thank it's you an guys. honor to meet you, and it's an honor to receive a prize from you within oh minutes gosh. of meeting no, you. No, this well. really was a catharsis. I'm going to talk about this in therapy this week. Thank you so much. <laughs> I hope fondly. <laughs> oh, Daniel, yeah. where where can people find you, and where can they buy your clothes? www.zerowastedaniel.com or at zero waste Daniel. That's waste W A S T E, like what you throw out, not waste W A I S T, because it doesn't matter what size you are. We have clothes for everyone. Dominic. You can find me at my website, dominterry.com, which links to all my socials at Dominic Pupa. And if you want to see me live, you have one more chance tomorrow night, Thursday, June 22nd at the Cutting Room for my Pride show, surprising no one. And Chris DeRosa will be there, which is sort of like a gift bag when you're coming to an off-Broadway off show. Chris is the gift bag. You that's, you, that's, that's everyone's prize that shows up is that I'm, with, I'm in attendance with them. Right. <laughs> and a photo shoot with Jill Ben Simone and, and a photo shoot with Chris. But Chris DeRosa has to be in frame with you. A- no, a, a photo shoot with Jill Ben Simone, aka me taking photos of you on my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, where in the world can we find you? <laughs> you guys can find me at the Chris DeRosa. Rate and review the show and let us know who you want us to fix next. And always, I wish you well. And where's Shelly? Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.